Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Register. I'm really happy because I have Claire Bahari, a chiropractor of Chiropractic and Wellness located in downtown Fredericksburg in the Princess Anne building. Uh, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Brian. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Thank you for considering me. For, for behind the register. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I love to catch up with you. It's been hard because of COVID. Um, so uh, this is a great opportunity to kind of get together again. Uh, for our listeners, though, why don't you start with telling us about your business um, and what you do at, at Chiropractic and Wellness? Okay, well, um, I am a chiropractor. Uh, I've been in practice for almost 23 years. That's hard to imagine. 23 years Crazy, seems right? a long time. Yeah, but um, it's gone by really fast. We have lived in Fredericksburg for the past 11 years. Uh, we have moved about three times uh, in my married life. Uh, and it's been mostly for, for my husband's work. But when we settled in, when we moved to Fredericksburg, I basically said, you know, this is it. I just, I'm tired of getting every state's license and starting all over again. So I set up shop and we went right downtown. I really loved, I had been to Fredericksburg years ago to visit a friend and really fell in love with the charm, with the quaintness, with uh, just the kind of a small community that um, I wanted to be in. As a matter of fact, when we lived in California, way before even Fredericksburg was an option, I had a dream about opening um, my office on Caroline Street. I'm not on Caroline, but I had a dream about it. So right. that was significant for me anyway yes. so um yeah 11 years ago we moved here i uh, we looked for um an office space i was in the building next door which is now part of the um the law practice or they okay. have they have purchased it and it's the law practice um and then i moved over to princess Anne building and i've been there ever since i love it uh, downtown has has changed so much it's transformed so much um Loved it then, love it even more now. Yes, we probably got around Fredericksburg around the same time then. So that's mm -hmm. really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I used to um, share patients with you. I'd heard about you, never met you until I did. And I used to see you uh, riding your bicycle. Uh, oh my gosh, yes. That was before I had kids. And now <laughs> I don't do that as much. <laughs> Neither do I. Tell us what attracted you to chiropractic and what was the draw there? Mm. Well, um, I was in a first year college studying to eventually go into dental school. Um, and I, I had chronic headaches. I mean, growing up, I had headaches. I just never really knew they were headaches because I had always had them. Um, my landlord, uh, where I was, I was renting a room from, she noticed that my light would be on all night. So she came to me one day. She said, why is your light on all, all night? I said, well, the only way I can get through studying is if I study for a little bit and take a nap for a little bit. And that's pretty much how I survive. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, I have headaches every day. She said, have you seen a chiropractor? I said, what is a chiropractor? This was 1984. Now I'm dating myself. Um, and I said, well, so there was a Dr. David Coates. I went to see. Um, I was young. I basically just followed somebody's uh, referral and, yeah. and followed up. And after about a couple of months of treatment, I, 
felt like there was a dimmer switch that got turned on. And I thought, wow, is this how normal people feel? Because I feel more alert. I'm sleeping through the night. I'm retaining so much more. And um, so I started really investigating chiropractic and, and alternative care. I got really interested in naturopathic medicine as well as chiropractic. And once the time came that I had to um, sort of take a new path and decide what my future professional life would be, I really, really was in intrigued by the two uh, of the naturopathic medicine and chiropractic. And I talked to a lot of people and finally it just really came down to uh, practical aspects of it. If I was a chiropractor, I, I could incorporate some naturopathy into my practice and make it very holistic. But if I was a naturopathic uh, practitioner, I wouldn't be able to um, use manipulative therapies of any kind. So that was an easy, easy choice for me. And I have enjoyed every single day of it. Um, I tell people all the time that, you know, when I open the door to come to practice, that's my happy place. There's not a day I come in where I don't feel like I need to be there. I'm happy to be there. It doesn't matter how tired I am or how the outside world seems to be twirling around me. That truly is uh, is where I feel like I can be of service, and that's that means a lot to me to be able to do that. Oh, totally. I feel like a connection there with you with that too, because I feel like when I think about my work in terms of massage, it's you know mm -hmm. you're, you're touching patients, but that is so rewarding when you do that work, be of service, and then they come out feeling better. It's just so. Um, that's the best part of it, I think. It really is. I don't, I don't know anybody, um, well, many, many professions do that, but uh, I know how many uh, people are not satisfied with what they do. And I can't imagine going to work every day and not loving it. So right. I don't take it for granted. I feel blessed that I get to do that. And uh, that's a reward I in turn take from it too, that I, I love what I do. Yes, and it shows because you've been doing it for so long. You know? you know, that's really funny because exactly, as I say, 23 years, I never, ever imagined that I would be doing this for 23 years because I thought physical fatigue, mental fatigue, just generally, it's going to set in. Um, back in 2007, I used to say five more, five more years of this and I will kind of use my, my training, but I would do some other things. Well, that was, that was a long time ago. And I, I think I have another about hopefully 10, 15 years of this. You're still in it. Um, yeah, I'm in it. I love it. And it's, I think th that's the, the rewarding part of it that's self-fulfilling, you know, that it just fills your soul up, that keeps you pushing, yeah. um, is the clients and feeling that you're, you're making a difference no matter what's happening in the world. When people come and see you, you're doing something that will really affect them for their life to move forward. I through think their so. Yeah, there's um, there's a selfish part in that that I I get to do something that makes me feel good. So, some people that have never gotten chiropractic, is there a simple way that you could kind of explain it? So, because I think people kind of get confused a little bit, or you know, or also there's a lot of like you know videos of like cracking <laughs> and stuff. So, do you feel like people don't really know exactly what it is, or? Um... 
A lot of people do. Actually, by now, by 2021, most people I get in my practice, they've had some sort of chiropractic care before. And the ones that don't, they've seen enough YouTube videos. So <laughs> I, they humor me. They tell me, you know, um, what they have seen and heard. Uh, and I have to remind them that there is, uh, there's a little bit of a, a hype there too. And the sound and the microphone, people now have microphones, right? They're uh, adjusting position so they could they could really make it audible and so forth so there's a the whole there's a whole lot of excitement around it um i have to remind people what youtube videos can do for people so anyway do you, do you um, think it's helped the business do you think it's helped do you think it's helped the industry or do you think it's hurt the industry and neither i think the reality lies somewhere in between at least yeah. It puts, you know, TikTok videos and YouTube and so forth. At least it makes mention of chiropractic so people can investigate and see exactly where the truth lies. And, you know, there are as many techniques as there are chiropractors, only because our set of hands are different. The way I touch somebody, put my hand on their back, uh, although it might be exact same technique as my colleague down the road does, but it's going to be a different set of hands. So there's, there's different ways of, of incorporating our techniques. Um, and really, you know how there, there are tons of awesome, awesome massage therapists, awesome uh, hairstylists, but you just have to resonate for, with one and two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just have to find one that uh, duplicates your style or your philosophy. So to make it easy as far as what chiropractic is all about, uh, chiropractic is a hands-on for the most part, although there, there are a lot of therapies that are um, uh, machine-based and tool-based as well but uh, it really brings your nervous system to balance. Uh, if your nervous system is not working um, in unison with the rest of your body, there is, uh, there's shortage, there's short circuiting somewhere. And your spinal canal housing, your spinal cord is a big part of that. So manipulating your, your vertebra where there, there is a need for it, it's going to take that stress off of your nervous system. Now in everybody, it, uh, it manifests itself differently. For some, it's pain. For some, it's headache. For some, it's uh, malfunction somewhere in their body. Um, although we're not technically treating any of those, but really bringing your body into balance and body having the ability to heal itself or to improve itself greatly is really what chiropractic is all about. And we all go about it different way and somehow they all work just fine. I love that. And that is a very good, simple explanation. You know, I'm sure it's more complex than that. Um, it's it's very interesting because I think when you're talking about different um, therapists or, um, you know, chiropractors or anybody, you learn techniques in, in school, but it's just how you apply them. And I think that there's an art to it of how different people blend it and incorporate it in. And it really is just finding that right match. Um, I, I mean, personally, too, but also I think in their technique and skill, too, um, which is great. Uh, and I think in, in the kind of comparison with um, massage, I think it's massage is working on the muscles, but it's really bringing things back into alignment. So then your body can function in, in, a, in a most efficient and better way to alleviate pain and um, things like that, that signals that kind of misalignment. Um, so that's really cool that you're working on nervous system and, you know, and those are the areas that you focus on too. And you know what, Brian, I, to be honest, I'm, um, I went to school that was very, very uh, evidence-based. Um, 
I do believe there's a place and a time for massage therapy. Actually, I encourage my patients to get massage therapy. There's also a, a great time and a place for physical therapeutics and physical therapy. So I really, and, and there's a time and a place for um, medical intervention. And I'm very quick to put people in that direction because uh, I don't believe that I'm going to be able to uh, help them if I don't consider all of those. Right. Um, so uh, to me, chiropractic in and of itself uh, is not a cure-all, I guess. It's, it's right. really a very effective tool and a very powerful tool. Um, and many times it's in conjunction with other, uh, other modalities. I think that too of massage therapy or just any kind of health and wellness related, you know, aspect, because there's many aspects like diet, exercise, you know, even how you take, those were all, all the combinations of those help you have this better bank of wealth, you know. Um, I actually have recommended, um, you know, counseling or mental health for patients, not because I am at liberty to, to, um, diagnose that and recommend it but there is a time that i feel uh it could help them with their pain management it could help them with managing their life and their stress levels that i'm not equipped right yeah yeah so let's talk about the other side of it too because this is behind the register so we do talk about business you know i okay. think the the fulfilling side of it a lot of the times is the practice of it you know of doing your skill and your craft but there is that other side which is the business um and we talked a little bit about it if you know tell us a little bit we've been talking about covid on these episodes tell us about how it impacted your practice um, and what you kind of did in just the large framework. Did you close down? Did you still take appointments? So it's interesting. Um, being a mom and having my son in preschool, uh, I looked at it a little differently. As yeah. much as I love what I do, but I, I love my son more. <laughs> so um, being early on and not really knowing how this was going to impact kids and and our families and so forth i was probably one of the first businesses downtown that closed i pulled my son out of school and because i had to be home with him um, we decided that i would close the practice for two weeks initially and i thought that was going to be it um and then pretty soon, I think the Monday following, most businesses started closing and uh, we, you know, what, what pursued after that, uh, basically we're all aware of. And so I did close until May 4th, not because I was required to, actually chiropractors were uh, essential workers, so we were allowed to keep our practices open. But I was really kind of taking the side of caution for myself, for, uh, for, uh, patients that were coming to us as well as my son and my family. Um, so we closed for two weeks and that's my guard dog in the back. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yes. um, so um, we closed for two months. So when we started going back again, rather than uh, being open five days, we decided to go back with three days. Mm -hmm. um, and I tell you, the day I opened up my uh, appointment book, we booked up pretty much weeks in advance. Now, whether this is because of, uh, of everyone and what I call a pandemic posture, 
people working at home, uh, establishing home offices and home desks and or stress levels or, that were off the charts. Right. Uh, we have, Brian, I kid you not when I say I have not sat down for five minutes <laughs> while I see patients. Um, so in a sense, I think there's been great emphasis on health and people are a lot more aware of prioritizing that. So that's a wonderful thing. Um, we have also spend a little bit more time. I normally spend about 30 minutes with patients anyway, but it's been a little bit longer um, just because we, between patients, we have to take a little bit extra measures. Uh, everybody has their individualized um, electrodes that you know we have to use on them. We have to disinfect it in a certain way. Although we used to do a lot of those before anyway, but just with a lot more mindfulness than before. Right, right. Um, yeah. So um, we do also have a uh, weight loss side to our practice as well. And the way we've done that for the two months that we were closed, just to make it available for anyone who wanted to continue with the program, we had a, a curbside pickup. Uh, so people would come into the parking lot. We still have that option available for anyone anyway, uh, just because we want to meet everybody at, with where they're at. Um, so we've continued with that if they wish to, and many actually choose to, to practice that, uh, as well as we have completely eliminated our waiting, uh, waiting room. Um, initially, we had people call in from the parking lot, so we would have them come in and go directly into the room, um, and then later on, we've had them wait outside with chairs set up six feet apart. We also have an ozone generator that we run basically uh, in our office, just to make sure that whatever that may be lingering sure. from day to day is completely um, uh, eliminated. So we've, we've done our best. And, and luckily, knock on wood, we haven't had any cases that- um, Of transmission. Has, has, we've had not a transmission that has impacted our practice in any way. And yes. part of it is because I see patients um, almost either every four weeks or every six weeks um, if they've been exposed, they've had plenty of time to call us and bump their appointments and not really affect um, right. our, our patients. And they're still wearing masks during their session. Yeah, that's been, that's been um, ongoing. Yeah, we found that, that to be that way too. And be, people are being very conscientious and like caring. Mm -hmm and wearing masks um, and also, you know, canceling if they had exposures, just keeping Absolutely. everything safe. And we have been able to operate without, you know, having a lot of transmissions and things like that, but we err on more of the caution, I guess. Same so do way. I. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so now do you feel well, like things have leveled off a little bit or do you feel like there's a second rush now that people are getting more vaccinated that they're like, oh, I'm coming back. <laughs> Possible, possible. I haven't really paid attention to if it's been more, but really for the for a while we couldn't even take new patients. Um, I'm planning on actually opening up more rooms. Um, I'm planning to open more rooms as uh, my son's school becomes a little bit more um, consistent. Yeah, there's been some closure because of COVID that. You know, we had to kind of work around. So I just want to make sure that it's a lot more predictable before we get into um, four days and possibly five days. I think four days would be a happy medium for me. 
four days with more rooms so then you could see more people yeah because as it is i i have i carry a lot of guilt not being able to um accommodate i i do my best but sometimes it's really difficult it's funny because and we've talked about this in other episodes like kind of that work-life balance very difficult I'm so sorry let me grab him oh it's okay i'll pause so we've talked about it in different uh, ep- other episodes with everyone about, um, you know, balancing a work-life balance, balancing family. I think it's really interesting because, you know, when you have a small kid, there has been a lot of other business owners that then are like, oh, I'm going to start my own thing to have that flexibility, which seems like <laughs> that's what you have, you know. Um, but on the flip side, having your own business is almost like having another kid. <laughs> And you feel guilty about not giving 100% to probably both. <laughs> so, true. so true. And part of being in a client-based uh, business is that um, I not only feel responsible, but there is a certain degree of expectation I need to meet. Uh, and they don't, they don't impose it on me, but I just feel like I need to be present when I, I can't just close my, my practice. And I have at times when it was inevitable. But, um, and of course there was a decision between my husband and I, we had to make uh, that I was going to, and he had stepped in many times when uh, Darian was sick and one of us had to stay home and I had a really busy day that I couldn't change. So he's really played an important part, but um, having my own business and being able to, and part of the reason was we kept uh, my, my practice at three days was because if I had to change, if I had to cancel, it was three days versus five days. Right, um, and you had to, to, to move. Yeah, I didn't have to inconvenience too many people in too many days. I had other days to spill things over to. Um, but it, it's a tough thing. I've, um, I actually feel I've never been someone who gets stressed by things so much, but having, um, having you know, a, a small child and having unpredictable uh, colds and um, strep throats and having school closing because of COVID, it's really made me feel anxious because then I had to jump in and change my, um, my schedule and inconvenience my patients. And I, I kind of have a hard time with that sometimes. It's but- probably hard because you have a high standard, but then it's also like, that's um, what kids do. It just, you, you can't have like a regular schedule. <laughs> they humble you, they humble yeah. you, they polish whatever expectations and standards you have. But you know, Brian, I honestly feel I have the best patients in the world. Every single one of them. Uh, coming into the interview, I was just trying to think, uh, they really play the part of a family for me. Um, my practice is very almost, I, I want to say boutique-like, if that's even a phrase oh, for a chiropractic office. But um, we know everybody, they know us, they, we talk about our families all the time. We know special events in their lives. So they are more than accommodating. So it's not really even imposed by them as it is, I, I wanna be as understanding towards them as they, they are of me. Yeah. Um, they've been through the whole process of, uh, of my journey in motherhood and everything else. So they have been incredible, really. I, I feel so lucky that I get to have this. 
Yeah, and I think that's the community, but I think they love seeing your journey. They they are there with you and they understand. And it, it's a very short period where, you know, your kids are small and um, so they know that it's not forever and they know it's not you, you know, um, but they probably enjoy it, but they understand as well too. So much. We kind of share some of the, some of our life, our family formation uh, when we adopted we basically knew this was coming up, but I couldn't talk about it uh, except to one or two people. And on on a given Tuesday, when we got in the car and drove uh, to be there for the birth of our son, um, we canceled patients for three weeks. And my poor Tammy could not really tell people what was going on. So everybody had worried that something had happened to a family member or to me or something that uh, it was unmentionable right. uh, until we came back with this little bundle of love. And I tell you, everybody just What's was pleased to know that it was for such a happy occasion and not uh, not any anything else. So. Yeah, it really stepped up for us. It's funny because I, I, we share a lot of similarities, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But we, when, when we got the call, um, my first time with um, Hazel, I still had appointments, and I had to finish my shift out, and because <laughs> I had two more clients, so I was like, okay. Uh, How did you do that? How did you? Yeah. Well, it's just like I have two clients, and like you know, it's that standard and that. Thing that you put on yourself right that you're like I'm not going to cancel them because I don't want to inconvenience them so I was like I'm, I have two more clients and in the background Will was you know calling getting flights because we um Hazel was born in Buffalo and how to get me there so he was waiting so I was like I have two appointments in two hours I'll come out and then I'll pack my bags you know and I told the, the front desk to start canceling appointments and I don't even remember what they told them and why you know uh, but I my last appointment was a prenatal and I just felt like you know this is so great like I'm so happy to give this prenatal but I it was just kind of like this moment and of course it's I'm isn't it? Yes. So it's like it just felt like, oh, this is it just felt right. And I'm glad that I did it. Oh. You know, um, I had to look back to who was it because I don't even think they knew because I didn't, you know, want to put that on their service. Sure. <laughs> so I just didn't say anything, did everything, and then I wrapped up and then went to Buffalo to, you know. I remember, I remember. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the interesting things you just brought up, uh, being a prenatal. Um, appointment uh, for months leading up to uh, a possible adoption and, and a match, I had this surge of, by the way, I love my most favorite uh, group of people to work on are pregnant moms. It's just, you give them the relief that they can't have anywhere else. And they're just so grateful. And I love that. It, I really love it. So months leading up to, uh, to Darian's birth, not even knowing there was a Darian in the picture, uh, I had this influx of pregnant moms. <laughs> Seriously, I have goosebumps just saying it, but it, it almost felt like universe was bringing all these moms to me. And uh, so now all those kids are almost born around the same time as, as Darian. So it, there, was, there was something that I think was preparing me for it in a way, in a very symbolic way. 
It's so beautiful. And I think that I, when I did prenatals, it was another connection point to, to mm -hmm. the clients because it's like you wow. see them before, during, and after the pregnancy. And then it's almost like you, you see them grow up. And I, that's what I really love too of practicing in, in Fredericksburg and this town is really like you get that connection. Like you'll see them in the grocery store and you find oh, them yeah. growing up. So it's this, and it's, it's both it's two ways, you know, um, and they, they know you and it, that's a really nice part of, you know, I think being in Fredericksburg and that town. I agree. It's such a, such a small town. And so everybody is so connected. Um, when Darian used to go for, for school walks around downtown, I used to often get texts from people saying, Oh, we saw your son walking around. So it's just a really sweet, small town i was raised in a very big city where you know um, you wouldn't get this kind of thing so i really cherish this this is this is sweet it is really great um so talk about anything for this year um that you're like looking forward to uh you know it didn't seem like when you did the food um did you pivot besides curbside did you do any like video or any counseling things like that well, I, I was available to do phone um, consulting if they needed to, but most people were already on this program, so they knew the ins and outs of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I basically communicated with a lot of people through texting because it was easy. It didn't require any sort of time on anybody's part. So we managed really well uh, with, through just texting. And I was available to them pretty much 24-7. But uh, moving forward, is that what the yeah. question was? Anything that you're looking forward to for 2021 in terms of like the business or, you know, yourself, just kids going back to school? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a priority. Um, so honestly, this doesn't sound like a good business person um, planning advice, but um, I really haven't had a chance to sit down and think what we're going to do. Uh, if anything, once I'm ready to open up some space in my, in my practice, then I think our social media presence had really, really stopped because uh, somebody asked me when I was looking for a social media um, specialist, they said, so uh, are you ready to expand your practice? I, I, no, not at this point. So once I'm ready to do that, I think that's my one of my goals to be able to reach out and also uh, come up with products that can be of value without necessarily being an in-person um, chiropractic adjustments. And there's, there's many things that we could do. I have recently had an unfortunate um, health uh, event. I won't go into details of it, but it really kind of opened up my world to even possibilities that I could provide. It gave me so much perspective. Um, that I'm grateful for now. At the time, it seemed like it was end of the world, but it's opened up my my um, my eyes to um, some possibilities that I may be able to incorporate into my practice and can be done really via um, con virtual consultation. So that's a possibility. I'm not going to say 2021 is it um, because it requires some extra training. Um, and I'll do as much as I love to be a student for life, and I really would be a professional student for life, but there's other things that I need to take care of as well. So I'm just gonna kind of go as I am cruising for now 
and uh, possibly a um, little bit of a little bit at a time come up with plans for for the future. I'm excited. I mean, I think uh, what seemed to be a um, an unfortunate event was a really blessing in disguise. Yeah, there was some benefits to it. That's what we've been finding. Um, and it's a, it was a way to kind of come down to the core a little bit. You know, I think some other business owners, you know, some are, you know, planning more and some are just taking a break because, you know, existing after, you know, the events of last year, that was a lot for people, you know, and it's hard to plan to move forward. Um, yeah, I've been closely um, keeping in touch with, with those who have been very, very innovative. I've been impressed by how my, my colleagues, my friends, you and many others in the community have been incredibly innovative. I, I, I'm in awe of you guys. Um, and hopefully I've been able to support indirectly as, as, a, as a client in some way. Um, and, and some unfortunate that had, they've really had a hard time. And that has been heartbreaking as well. I'm aware of that as well. So um, there's, been, there's been a lot of uh, reflection, internal reflection about just life, what really matters. We've had plenty of time to really know uh, what's important. Um, we've had the fortune of also being home. Being home with Darian for two months was, was a gift I would have never been able to experience. And I'm grateful for it. I, it just blossomed in ways that I would have never imagined. So I'm grateful for even the unfortunate events along the way. Yeah, I think um, it was interesting because we adopted early in January. And I think that helped us through because we had a newborn. And that was a way to kind of like center ourselves mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, spend some time with her. Greater, um, you know, greater presence of the pandemic. Um, I love too that I think a lot of the themes for this episode, at least, was just that personal uh, for you of of health, and that's how you got into what you're doing. But then it helps you convey and help others as well, because it's kind of this like personal journey too that opens you up and then you yeah. use that within your service, you know? Funny, it, it seems like anytime I go through a health crisis, it allows me to have better perspective of what people may be going through. And it opens the door for, so maybe this is the second door in my life that it had to be opened up to maybe the second chapter of my chiropractic and wellness. Yes, I love, I love that and how that just ties perfectly together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think that's beautifully done uh, in terms of how we uh, wrap that up a little bit. I think that's a, a perfect point to stop. Um, but before we do, can you give us your information, like your address, phone number, um, sure. your website, and social media stuff so people can find you? Because that's what I want. I want people I to connect with yeah. um, you and find you. Okay, sure. Uh, so my office is located in Princess Anne building. It's the big white building across from the Episcopalian church um, on the third floor. And that is 904 Princess Anne Street, Suite 307. Our phone number is 540-656-2980. And you would be um, hearing Tammy's beautiful, friendly voice on the other side of the, the line. Uh, my website where you can actually 
do online scheduling is www.dr for doctor, drbahheri.com, drbahheri.com. And I do offer a free consultation. Um, that is really in an effort to see, uh, to see if chiropractic is a fit for any particular person, as well as provide an opportunity for to someone to come into our office, meet me, and also see what we're all about. And really, we were talking about that fine-tuning and finding a right fit for you. I want them to really see that before committing their personal information, their health history, and insurance information, and so forth, and for, for me to also be able to see if if this is a patient I want to take on at that point, or there is a, there's a better or different alternative for them. So you're able to actually schedule for that free consultation through the website and through the scheduling system. That's awesome. And then your socials? Oh, the socials are, we have a Facebook chiropractic and wellness, um, and also an Instagram page as well. And none of them have been active. So if you see that, if you see that they date back to uh, May 4th, when we actually open back up, we're still here, we're still alive. Uh, so maybe that's a goal for 2021. Yeah, that's okay, because you've been busy. You've been working with on people, you have a kid, and everybody knows that now. So I don't think everyone expects you know, <laughs> crazy TikTok of reels or anything. I'm not, not able to do that, for sure. Full disclosure, I have someone to do the socials for me and us, so. Well, you almost have to. I don't think you can have, you can wear all the hats yeah. uh, and do a good job of, of them all. So I, I'm, I have someone in mind, we've talked to someone about it. So hopefully once we're ready to, to get going, she'll jump in and she'll You're do that. For that out. That's awesome. I look forward to doing that. And I look forward to seeing you in person um, and not a lot of virtual. <laughs> Right, right. Now I'm looking forward to that too. I've missed you a lot. Uh, same here. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and thanks for everyone for listening to this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, share it, comment, like it, um, and catch our next episode. Thanks, Claire. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Brian. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, and this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. If you like what you've heard, support us, share, comment, and like us. We'll catch you next time on Behind the Register.